Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. How do you get the most out of one day of duck hunting? Well, in this episode, I'm going to tell you how you can hunt three different times in the same day. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today I'm going to tell you how you can hunt ducks three ways or three times in the same day. Guys, I appreciate you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you've been a listener for a while, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment to help grow the show so we can have this episode and others like it reach more people. But let's dive right into it. When I started duck hunting, you know, I'd take a day off work to go duck hunting. And we'd go out and, you know, we'd hunt from before dawn. I mean, we wouldn't be shooting before dawn, of course, but we'd be in the woods from, you know, early 30 until 10 o'clock maybe go and have an early lunch and then I'm like okay well now what do I do I cut the rest of the day I took the whole day off I kind of feel like I'm wasting my time not that it's you know like a wasted day off but like I took a day off to hunt and I've hunted the morning and now I got nothing else to do so what I started to do which became the best my favorite way of hunting was the two or three way hunt and this is just basically utilizing the land, the resources, the water that you have available to hunt the whole day. Now, you cannot just go out and sit in a blind all day long. Not where I hunt anyway. There are places. There are places in the U.S. where you actually can do that. You can get be in the whole blind from dawn until dark until you get your ducks. And there might be a lull in the middle of the day, but you could literally sit there all day and you could have good chances, especially shooting migrators as they fly over at a distance and try to call them in. That is just not the way it works where I hunt in western Pennsylvania. 
And there are certainly lots of other places where that is just not viable. Anything can happen. There's always a chance, but it's just not the best use of time. So the three-way hunt involves this. First off, it's the morning. You go and you set up somewhere. Usually that's your traditional setup. You're on the water or in a field. You've got decoys set up. You got your spread. You got your calls. You build a blind and you are ready to go trying to call those ducks in from when they wake up in the morning and they start flying and moving and going. You want to be the place where they land and where they end up. So you're setting up just like that to call those birds in. That is the, the, the classic traditional morning hunt. Now, there's certainly variations on that. And I've done episodes talking about all different things and ways you can do. You know, you can hunt like that without decoys or calls if you know where the birds are going to be. If you know where those ducks are going, you can just set up and wait for them. If you know exactly where the spot is, where they're going to fly, where they're going to go, where they like to feed, where they like to loaf, you can just be there before they do, and you can hunt them, ambush hunt them really is what you're doing, just like you might hunt deer, and that can work very effectively. It takes time, it takes scouting, it takes effort and work, you got to know, but that is absolutely possible And you don't need to have all this money and decoys and spreads and calls and all of that to be able to hunt ducks in the morning, to be able to hunt ducks traditionally on the water and so on. So there's lots of different takes on that. Not going to get into that very much today, but that is your traditional morning duck hunt. You finish up around 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock and then go get lunch. It's a beautiful thing. Then once lunch is done... What I have found to be the the best way to hunt is to then start walking. Now, this is not going to work everywhere. This is not going to be a good idea in areas that have really high hunter density, where there's a lot of guys on the water, because you do not want to be walking around areas where other guys are set up in blinds. You don't want to spook and push birds away from other hunters that they're trying to call in or coax in closer or ruin their chances of what they're doing. That is not ethical. Um, You don't want to do things that are intentionally or purposely or directly going to mess up other hunters. That said, in many places of the country, the vast majority of the United States and many other countries, you can hunt on foot, whether you want to call it jump shooting, whether you want to call it run and gun, whatever it is, the idea is you are on foot, And you are walking up to water stealthily trying to find birds that are on the water or on the shore and get shots at them either while they're sitting or after you flush them. And what I've found is this is the best way to hunt, at least where I live, midday. We have a lot of water. We've got a lot of water that you can walk along, a lot of water you can sneak up to if you know where to go and what to do. And this is really a nice, fun enjoyable and effective way to hunt ducks. I'm pretty sure last season I took more birds this way than I did over decoys. And uh, it is just a great way to hunt the afternoon and it's a great change of pace. You sat all morning and now we're going to take a walk. 
So that's the second hunt. You hunt the morning traditional style, you get some lunch, and then you're you're ready to go. Then you get out there. Maybe you maybe you make some layering adjustments. Maybe you make some boot adjustments. Um, and you're going to be hunting this way. Now, you got to have a way to retrieve these birds. So I've developed a couple of different mechanisms. And I've talked about them in the past. So I'm not going to go in detail here. But if you have a dog, that's actually not as good of an idea as you might think. Dogs do not tend to work well with jump hunting or running and gunning um, and and unless your dog is really well trained and you can tell your dog sit and stay and that dog will sit there even if you go another 100 200 yards away to sneak up on the ducks that'll work if you've got a dog that's that good that's probably the best case scenario now when you shoot the dog comes running that would be amazing most people's dogs are not that well trained I have never seen a person in the real world who is able to effectively run and gun or jump hunt with a dog. They thought they were effective, but that dog's going every which way, making all kind of noise, spooking birds out of there that that hunter didn't ever even knew was there. It just doesn't work because they walk around, they're noisy, they're all over the place. They're barking, they usually got collars and bells and jingles, and they're huffing and puffing and they're breaking brush and they're everything you want for pheasants, not what you want to try to sneak up on a duck that's on the water or sitting. It's like the worst thing you could possibly do. And when I see duck hunters trying to run and gun or jump hunt with a dog, I just, I want to scream at them. I, I really do. I'm like, you're ruining the hunting out here for the people that are really hunting. Like, you're just kidding yourself. You're playing games with your own brain if you think this is going to work because you are a disaster. All right. I've, I mean, there, I'm sure there are people, like I said, that have well-trained dogs that are able to do this effectively in the best case scenario, but I've yet to see one of them hunting in the real world. And every single person I've ever seen was just ridiculous. They're completely brain dead on what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is sneak up on a duck which is not an easy thing to do. You're trying to sneak to 30 yards or closer on a duck with a dog making noise, panting, running, everything. It is like the worst possible thing. It's like trying to sneak up on a deer with a dog. It just is not the way this thing works. These are people trying to use pheasant hunting tactics to hunt ducks doesn't work. Don't try it. Don't be that guy. Please just don't do it. So if you have a really well-trained dog, excellent. I wish I did. If not, leave your dog in the truck. Leave your dog at home. Now I didn't say leave it in the truck. That's probably not a good idea. Most days the weather's not good. Leave your dog somewhere safe, but do not do this. All right, now maybe, I don't know, maybe you can take them out in the woods and you decide, okay, this is where I'm going to go. Maybe you leash the dog or, or something and, you know, to a tree. I don't know. I'm not much of a dog hunter these days, but don't try to sneak up on ducks with a dog that's running around with its tongue hanging out, making all kind of noise. You need other ways to retrieve these birds. So, of course, waders 
are a great way to retrieve the birds. Kayaks, great way to retrieve the birds, not a great way to retrieve birds if you're running and gunning or jump hunting because you're covering distance. You can't drag a kayak for half a mile or a mile. It's not worth it. You're going to wear yourself out. You can't sneak around dragging a kayak either. So waders work good. If the water's too deep for waders, then what I've found is an inflatable boat. They make all sorts of like an inflatable kayak, an inflatable rowboat. There is even some inflatable pool rafts and stuff like that that are, you know, uh, somewhat heavy duty. And you get an inflatable boat. I've got one that I can fit inside a big backpack duffel bag. So I can just put throw that on my back, walk around. If I, if I take a bird and the water's too deep, I can just pump that thing up real quick. I've got one of those nice two-way air pumps that they use for like inflatable mattresses and things. Um, super quick, can bump that thing up and then jump out there on the water and grab it. Now, waders, I think, are the easiest and the best way. And this is where breathable waders shine. This is where breathables are worth their weight in gold. Not because they work any better than neoprene waders for the task, but because they're smaller and lighter. And you can throw them in a backpack or a duffel bag or something you can carry on your back a lot easier. So what I'll often do is I'll have my waders in a backpack. And as I start getting closer to the water, I'll take the backpack off, anything else that I'm carrying... And, you know, leave it a ways back before I start my, my really quiet sneak up to water's edge. And then if I kill something, you know, I can backtrack 20 yards, grab the backpack or whatever, and then grab my waders and get out there. So that can work really well. And of course, if it's early enough in the season and the weather's warm enough, you can just walk into the water. I mean, you can just get wet. It's not a big deal. If it's 80 degrees where you're hunting... You know, you don't need to overthink this. Um, But, hey, usually it's not. Usually it's cold. You need some way to stay dry. So those have been the best ways that I have found to do that. So you're out through the afternoon, stalking ducks, trying to sneak up on them, shooting them on the water, shooting them out on the flush, shooting them out of the air, shooting them as they pass by because you're in duck areas and they could fly by you at any time and you could take passing shots. So that is your second way to hunt. The third way to hunt is the evening hunt. And the evening hunt can be really, really good. Now, for the evening hunt, chances are you've been out hunting for the afternoon on foot and you've reached a point where you're like, okay, it's time to get ready for the evening hunt. So you're not going to go set up a huge decoy spread you're not going to go and do a lot of work for this. What you want to do is, is identify areas where ducks congregate in the evening. Now, this you will learn just by experience and scouting. You know, where you are, where you're hunting. And so what I like to do is uh, just, I'm out jump hunting. It gets around 3 o'clock or so in the afternoon, maybe 4. It depends on the time of the season. You know, usually I'm like, you know, two to three hours, maybe three hours before the sun goes down, I'm going to pick a spot and I'm going to set up on the edge of some water that is a duck hot spot that I have good reason to believe 
the ducks are going to come into or through that area in the evening and when they start moving that's where they're going to they're going to going to end up there or they're going to stop there on their way to wherever they're going to spend the night and so this works good for wood ducks i've found works good for mallards i'm sure it works good for lots of other kind of ducks and then you know of course birds that are flying and even migrators you know oftentimes they're looking for a place to spend the night and so this is another part of that if you, you there may not be ducks in the area right now that are staying there but they might be flying by it starts getting dark they're thinking eh you know they can keep flying ducks can fly in the dark a lot of people think they can't they absolutely can but often they won't they'll they'll come down and rest somewhere so you're going to set up there now you may have no decoys at all if it's a good spot you don't need decoys uh what's what you might have is uh, a handful of decoys in your bag in your backpack and wherever you've got your waders or your inflatable boat you know you can keep uh you know maybe four of those you know the small size decoys they make some really nice mini ones now and they take up a lot less space. I've got a, a set of them from I think Final Approach and uh, the Last Pass ones. They make they're really nice and small and compact, and you can throw a couple of those in a bag. So that's a great time to set up two, three, four decoys, and then just sit back, brush yourself in. I'm not going to build a blind most of the time. It's just usually it's just me. I'm not going to often build an afternoon blind, but if you're with somebody, it's not a bad plan, but I'll just brush in. I'll just cover myself in grass and branches and whatever's around. I'll just brush in and then I'm going to sit there at the ready. I may call. I may not. I'm not sure. It depends on the situation. If I do call, usually I'm just going to have a mallard hen call. I've just got a mallard call in my pocket. I'm probably not going to have my whole lanyard. So I'm probably out with one call, two, three, four decoys, or no decoys. More often than not, I have zero decoys. But sometimes a couple decoys. And so throw those out there, and then I'm just going to wait. Just going to set up quick, fast, easy, because you don't have the cover of darkness here. While you're setting up, the birds could fly by, see you setting up and go, hmm, not there, and then keep on going. So you don't want to spend a lot of time setting up. So literally, I won't even put the waders on if I can help it. I'll just toss out a couple decoys close to the shore and then back up a little bit, brush myself in. I mean, you're talking a five to ten minute setup as long as you've identified a good spot. Identifying the good spot is the most important thing. So I'll do that. I'll identify a good spot and then we're waiting. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. And then you might have one flight of birds that comes in. You might have several smaller flights of birds. It could be local birds. It could be migrating birds. And I will often sit there until usually just right up until even legal shooting light. Now, I'm not advocating that you necessarily are hunting the roost. Um, that you may end up hunting the roost. And, you know, if birds are flying around and they're coming, you know, through town and they're going to stop there for the night, they're there, they're there for one night. Maybe they'll stick around in that area for a couple days. But you're not hunting 
you know, a bunch of roosted birds and you're going to push those birds out of the county and ruin your chances on them. That's not what I'm telling you to do. You could end up doing that just by nature of, you know, you stumbled upon a roost and that's what you did and that could happen. But that's not what I'm, I'm, in, I'm incentivizing you to do but rather try to set up on water where birds are going to be and fly by in the latter hours of the day and you can have some really good afternoon evening hunts. Now, the thing about this is, and that's your third way of hunting, is you've got this whole day going on, right? You've been up early, all right? You were up early, you were out in the woods, you're in a blind set up, afford first light, and you've been out all day. And then you obviously didn't get a limit of ducks yet because otherwise you wouldn't still be doing this. So you're out early. All right. You spent the whole morning out. You went and got some food. Then you walked or stalked the whole afternoon. Now you might not have walked 20 miles because oftentimes when you're jump hunting or running and gunning, you're walking slow. So you might not be covering a lot of distance, but you're spending a lot of time on your feet Maybe take breaks, maybe sit along the water here and there and just, you know, in case anything comes by while you're resting, you know, you just have a fun day. You don't need to overdo it. There's no reason for that. But by the time you get to the third hunt of the day, you are often pretty tired. All right. You're often tired. It's been a long day and all you really want to do is sit. All right. You just want to sit. You just want to rest. Now, the time of the season that you do this will determine a lot, okay? If you are hunting in the early season, the days are long. And this can be a long day, could be too long. If you're hunting in the later season, when the days are shorter, this is not so bad. You know, the sun comes up around maybe 7, 7.30, and then it's going down at 5. That's not so bad of a day to have three hunts and a lunch, and then you're home by 5.30. If it's the early season, though, and the sun's going down, you know, sun comes up at 6.30 and it's going down at 7.30 and you're getting home at 8.30, that's a long day, probably too long to do any number of those in a row. But in the later part of the season, you got the shorter days, this is, this is no big deal. And after you walked a while, pretty much all you want to do is sit. So I'm not carrying a lot of gear. I'm not bringing a lot of gear in. And also, if you've been successful enough throughout the day, you may not make it to the third hunt. But if you're like me, you've taken the whole day off work, you want to come home with a limit of ducks. So if I didn't get them in the morning, and if I didn't get them in the afternoon, by this point, I want ducks. And I am willing to, to push a little harder, to sit a little longer, to take it a little easier, and try to get those birds. So this can be a great three-part strategy. And of course, you don't have to do all three. You could do two. You could do the morning and the midday. You could do the midday and the evening. You know, if you're not a morning person, I'm going to tell you I've taken more ducks running and gunning than I have in the morning over decoys. Last season anyway. And so if I would have just gone out at noon and done running and gunning, and and or the evening hunt then i i mean of course i would have taken a few less birds than i would have since i was out in the mornings because of course we shot birds in the morning but it would not have been would not have been bad hunts in fact 
had I just slept in and had a leisurely morning and they went out hunting at noon, I would have had a lot more energy. I would have had a lot more focus. I probably would have been sneakier. I would have been better at running and gunning, might have been more effective at it. So, you know, you can do all three of these. You can do any combination of them. You can do whatever's right or best for you, your health, your fitness, your energy level, and what you've got going on the day before or the day after. So guys, I really hope this is helpful for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Guys, I'd really love to hear from you. Send me an email. Go to the website. Send me a message through the website. I read every single one that comes in, and I reply to everyone that's a real message. You know, Hit me up on Facebook or YouTube. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me your stories. Tell me what you're doing. Send me pictures, a game. Would love to hear from you. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>